0: Pray. Y'all stand up and pray with me so we can get ready to go into the Word. Hallelujah. It's nothing like a loud. the Holy Ghost going to have his way. Hallelujah. We don't know what he's going to do when he comes when we come. The Bible said they were all in one mind and one accord. And when you expect God to move, <laughs> all God needed, somebody in expectation. Do I have somebody in expectation today? They would make by- Hallelujah, I believe we can experience those same things today. How many of you gonna let the Lord sit on you? And let that Holy Ghost rest upon you? And all you gotta do is open up. Hallelujah, this is so pity. Amen, because the Lord put a word on my heart, amen. Title, be filled with the spirit. Paul wrote that Ephesians church, and he said, let us not be drunk with wine wherein is. He says, but be still with the Spirit. He said, be, I mean, a continual state. You see, a lot of church people think that when they receive the Holy Ghost initially, that's enough to bury them all the way. But how I many of you know Jesus compared it to oil? And oil has to be saved. changed. to break down. And that's called viscosity. When that oil is fresh, it can lubricate that engine and things can just flow. But whenever that oil starts breaking down and getting thick, the word of the Lord You try to run off something that happened to you five years ago. Of the Holy Ghost in that The John began to say he came to make ready. Then he said bring forth fruits meet for repentance. Meaning when you want the Holy Ghost to fill you you gotta make room for it. You gotta make a habitation for it. You gotta start moving things so he can feel welcome to come in your space. And so they were worshiping him and they were looking at John and they lifted him and they're seeing them great. And he said, behold, he said, there's one coming. He said, his standards that he had on, I think he would unloose one of them. He said, I'll baptize you with water. But the one that's coming after me, that's preferred before me, meaning he's he higher than me. But his ministry is greater than mine shall baptize you or submerge you in the Holy Ghost. How many of you want to be submerged in the Holy Ghost? Oh, man, I can feel it in the atmosphere. If God wanted me to let you go, church. That's just not a first time we feel it. That's just not a said we feel meaning 24 hours a day 7 days a week I say many times the church don't realize some of them, they don't even have the Holy Ghost no more. You can't walk in sin and walk in the Holy Ghost. The Bible say, can grace abound with the Holy Ghost? Can sin abound? That word abound me? Can a bunch of sin and a bunch of grace, a bunch of the Holy Ghost be in the same place at the same time? Y'all know what the Bible say, God will be. mean, you can't have both at the same time. So if you've been struggling and battling, maybe you need to say, I need to be baptized all over again. Because the Holy Ghost is power. And if you're struggling to walk in that power, somebody say, get a refill. Somebody say, Lord, baptize me again. God, in the mighty name, in the mighty name, By the name of Jesus, in the name that every knee must bow to, in the name that every tongue must confess that he's Lord, the one that sits above all powers, the one that sits above all principalities, the one that has rule over every ruler, the one that is the king over every king. The God that came to take away the sin of the world, the highest name in the universe, Father, you have given them a name that every knee must bow to. Things in heaven bow, things of the earth bow, things under the earth bow. say when you were on earth that you would not leave us comfortless, but that you would go to the Father and you would send the comforter. And Lord, when you begin to talk about going away, the Bible says the disciples and the apostles' heart begin to get sorrowful, but you begin to say it's expedient for you or it's better for you, it's to your advantage. Hallelujah. Let the church understand that this the an advantage that you're not here on the earth but that the Holy Ghost has come and it's his administration this is our way. it's his time that you govern us by the Holy Ghost for no man can say that you're their Lord but by the Holy Ghost because that is how you speak to us that is how you direct us that is how you guide us and that wonderful spirit has in this atmosphere, <laughs> causing the fear of the road, causing the fear I would open up my heart, I would block out everything that's trying to hinder me, and I would concentrate, and I would get in one mind with the mind of God. Father, right now find every spirit that would attempt to hinder your words. And I'm gonna ask the church to say amen. And my amen is that you're coming in agreement with heaven, with what heaven wants to do today. So I'm going to ask you again, do you say amen. And the Bible said when they're all in one mind and when they all in one accord. The Bible said there was a rushing mighty wind. Somebody said, come mighty wind. Somebody say, come mighty Somebody say, rush in this place mighty Somebody say, fill the house mighty Somebody say, fill the house. Somebody say, fill the, the house. Somebody say, you're welcome here. Somebody say, you're welcome here. Somebody say, you're welcome here. on, everybody. Say, you're Ready or we're God, they have a rain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do what he came to do. Have your way, Holy Ghost of God. Fill the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Stay, may be young, they may be fantastic. Beautiful. Amen, heaven is paying attention today, <laughs> hallelujah. And heaven, amen, is calmed down. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hallelujah. Walk in the will of God, hallelujah. Of course, we need to know his word. The Bible says there are three that are written in heaven. It says the Father, the Word, which is Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. And it says, these three, each have a voice. When you bear record, them, when you each have something to say. But there was times when you see that the Father, Yahweh, was speak Jehovah in the Bible. And then you saw the Son coming to the earth, and he said, if any man keep the sins of mine, but he made him, he had a voice. And then father, didn't teach, he said, the Spirit speaks expressly. How many of you know they each have a voice? But they all agree, and they agree because they have the same heart, the same goals, the same passion. Hallelujah. But don't let nobody tell you the Spirit is God. The Bible says it's the Spirit of God. Jesus said it proceeded forth from the Father, or meaning it comes out of the Father. And don't let nobody say Jesus is the Father because the Scripture says that he gave his only begotten Son, Meaning that he, the Bible said he was in the bosom of the Father. He was born of God. The Holy Ghost proceeded from God. Two separate things. And the Father is the ultimate being. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end. But in the Bible, say Jesus was in the bosom of the Father. And then the Bible say He sent His Son. And then it says to Jesus, say, When I go back to the Father, I'm going to send the Comforter. And me say the power proceeds out of the Father. He proceeds from the Father. But somebody say, Father, Son, Jesus, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, the Spirit, whatever you want to call it. Y'all hear the little babies? Let's do that again. Somebody say, Father, which is Jehovah, or Yahweh. Somebody say, the Son, which is Jesus. Christ, whatever you want to call him, and somebody say Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, the Spirit, hallelujah, and the Bible says three bear record, hallelujah, and that's important because let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number three, amen, and a lot of times you can miss God, but the Bible said, if you continue in my word, you shall know of the doctrine, Amen. When you're hungry for God, you may not know everything, but if you have a mind to serve him, he will begin to unfold his word to you. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 to 11. Now, what we try kind to of understand is dispensations of times, if you look in the Old Testament, Amen. Obviously, you saw a lot of inaction of the about They would say the Lord said and There was a time where, amen, Moses came with the law, and the scriptures called that the administration of law, the administration of death. An administration or administration is a governing body. It's a thing that governs a society. It's a thing that you will see when you look at the presidents, they have what's called the administration. They have the president. You have the vice president, house, senate, all of these things. That's called an administration. That's where government comes from. That's where your laws come from. But the beautiful thing about an administration is an administration lasts for a time. Amen? So the administration of the law that Moses brought, that came for a time, but the scriptures calls it a shadow and a type or a schoolmaster or something that was enforced for a time until the time of reformation came. So then there was another time, or another ministration. Jesus came to bring in a new ministration, or so is this like the, the changing of a president. The one president comes, he rules and reigns for a season, and then you go to the polls, you vote, and then another administration comes in. He bring his administration, and they begin to govern the nation. So Israel was governed by the administration of Moses. Did y'all following it? What well, Christ came in, and he came in to bring a new ministration. And that word ministration means aid, or it means to serve, or a governing body, or something that comes or something where laws come out of. The scriptures even call it the law of the spirit. Do y'all remember that? with Paul did the right? He said, the law of the life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death, or the ministration of Moses. Amen. So as Paul McKenna break down, that's why scripture's used the scriptures use the term rightly divided the word of truth. A lot of error comes when people pull the scripture from one dispensation or on one ministration or one time and they hold on to it and not realize that God has brought us to a new time. But what I want to show you about this ministration is how does this ministration work? All right. So, we know that Jesus is the Lord of this era that we're in, correct? But he governs through the Spirit. That's why the Bible says, no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Meaning, this is how he governs his kingdom. He governs his kingdom... By speaking to the spirit, and then the spirit comes, and he gives it to the church, or he gives to you. He said, the things that I've said, he's going to come and speak it to you. So how can you say Jesus is your Lord if the ministration that he set up does not live in you? the only way he can govern you is by his spirit. Somebody say prove it of course, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter of our own administration, but of the Spirit, for the letter kill it, but the Spirit give it life. He said, but if the ministration of death, written and engraven in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance. Which glory or ministration was to be done away? How shall not the, y'all read this with me, the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? Let's read verse 8 again. How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be more glorious. Amen. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> so, For the ministration of condemnation be glory, much more, now he cause the ministration of righteousness. See? That's why the Bible said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, meaning you are right with God when you get the Holy Ghost. When you pick the Holy Ghost, you move from being guilty before God to justified and righteous before God. that's just legal terms in the courtroom of heaven. When you don't have the spirit of God, you're guilty of all of your sin. When you repent of your sin, God justifies you, but then he gives you of the Holy Ghost, and that brings you from guilty to righteous. And that brings you from a sinner to a saint. Your status begins to change. Your place in the kingdom changed. Jesus has what's called the Lamb's Book of Life. When you get the Holy Ghost, he writes your name. You remember your role books when you were in school? Any teachers in here that got roll books? You come in there to school every day you, you got a little roll book and you say, Johnny, he say here. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what the Book of Life is. It's like a road book. And when you get the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of Life, he writes your name in the book. Some were called righteous. Amen. So if you have not been born of God's spirit, then you're not righteous. Because the scripture says it like this. No man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the holy ghost. They say by one spirit are you baptized into one body. They say there's one body. One spirit. And you are Paul, the one hope of be Paul. Somebody say there's not 60 ways. Jesus said, I am the way. And everything that he spoke is the way to God. There is no other door. There is no other way. And Jesus said, I'm going to my father. I'm going to send my confidant back to you. Guess what you better figure out how to do? Get that confidence. All right. Hallelujah. So we're under the ministration of the Spirit. The Father manifested himself in the Old Testament. Jesus came. The Bible said the Word was made flesh. He came in the earth put a body on. But now he left and the Holy Ghost is here. He lives in you through the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Spirit of God comes in you. He comes with a language. Why? Because you're not smart enough to even know what you're supposed to be praying about. He said, you don't even know what you should pray for as you are I means you should be praying about getting less out, but you're asking God for a Mercedes. He said, you're praying about the wrong thing, so I'm going to give you a spirit to help you pinpoint what you should be praying about. Somebody say the Holy Ghost don't miss. Every time he prays, it's for you according to the will of God. Now, wouldn't it be beautiful if every time you get in prayer, you point with God's will? That's what the Holy Ghost is for. Every time he begins to speak to God and you don't understand what he's saying, he's praying for you according to God's will for your life. We're under the government of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. For so even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect that by reason of the glory are the Holy Ghost coming that excels it. For so if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remains. What remains? The Holy Ghost is glorious. All right, let's go to Ephesians. Hallelujah. Chapter 5. And I quoted it, amen, but I want to leave this with you. Let me give you a backdrop a little bit of the book of Ephesians. Amen. In the book of Acts chapter 19, just a quick little backdrop of this whole letter. There were some believers out there, about 19 of them, the scripture says. And the Bible says in Acts chapter 19, there were about 19 believers out there. And Paul came up on the believers and he, began to, he, began to, he recognized that they were serving God and then he began to ask them, well, how much you know? Uh, where are you in your wall? How can I be a blessing to you? Amen. See, a wise man know how to meet people and bring them up. When you meet somebody and they're saying they serve serving God, it's not for you to put your eye on them and see how bad they are or how much they don't know and start comparing, well, I knew you, so they kept talking, they would be off. No, God brings you to people because if you have something to measure, to impart to them, then the wise thing to do is find a way to see where they are and not go in first. Your first mindset is let me wait till they mess up so I can say I knew they didn't have it you'll never be effective in the kingdom of God if the only thing you're interested in is proving how much you have versus what somebody don't have. But true servants of God are are, are going to pray for wisdom. Now, what if it's vice versa? What if you meet somebody that can bring you up? We're not the sum total of everything. Paul said "Did the word of God come from you. We're not the source of the word. He said, oh, did it come to you only? And somebody said, well, I got people everywhere. So, so Paul met these believers in, in Ephesus, and he began to say, to what have you believed? And they say, we have, we know John's baptism. Meaning, everything they knew in their power to do, they did. He said, well, have you ever heard of receive the Holy Ghost? They said, We've never even heard of the Holy Ghost. What's the lesson? There are wonderful people that want to serve God that probably just never even heard of what you heard. And you're so ready to in the doctrine of battle about what baptism is all it is. No. The right mindset, man, praise God, you've been doing good, but the Lord want to bring you higher. Man, God got something more for you. Man, I just thank God for how you've been walking. Man, you've been holding on. Man, that's beautiful. But let me tell you about something that once you get in common with this Holy Ghost it's going to change your life. See, don't you just devalue and disrespect. The quickest way to turn somebody down or away is disrespecting their faith. Because even though it's all they know, to them it means the world. To them that's everything. That's all they know. And it's valuable to them. And if God blesses you with more knowledge and you come across them, then you should thank God and begin to say, God, give me a word of wisdom. That's see that is wise winning souls so many people claim the Christ and they want to argue. And the Bible said a servant of the Lord must not strive, but be apt, meaning able and willing to teach. And then Paul said, be patient toward all men. Oh my God. Hallelujah. So Paul going to the so say So they said, no, we never heard of the Holy Ghost. And Paul was going to say, well, let me tell you about it. And the Bible said, when he told them about the Holy Ghost, they were responsible. I want that. And the Bible said, Paul was going to lay hands on them and God filled them with the same Holy Ghost. It happened in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Ghost baptized them. They started speaking in another time. Acts chapter 10, the Holy Ghost baptized them. Acts chapter 19, it happened the same time every time. That's a whole other message. But well, that's okay. We'll be of it. So here's Paul, Ephesians chapter 1. He began to open up, he said, Paul, the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ to the saints and Ephesus. Paul he began to write back to the people that he met. And he said, after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. He began to say, you were not sealed until you were sealed. When you got sealed, that's what sealed you. And he said that ceiling is the earnings of your inheritance. Meaning this, that is the down payment on eternal life. That is the proof that heaven is waiting on you. That is the proof that you got reservations on the other side. That is the proof that just like you call a restaurant and say we'll be there at 8 o'clock party for four, the Holy Ghost is your reservation to the table that God going to spread in the new kingdom. That's your ticket to sit down with Abraham, Isaac. Jesus was gonna tell them, when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob sitting down in the kingdom of God, we're gonna be able to sit down with them. But the only way you're gonna be able to sit down in that kingdom is to be filled with the spirit of God. Somebody say that's your ticket. That's your ticket. Somebody say you wanna get in there. <laughs> You can't get in without a ticket. Jesus said, there came a man in there and he sat down the little baby preacher. That don't bother me. It's also not the little children, for such is the kingdom of God. He said, if you want to get your ticket, you got to become like that little child. That's why people can't get the Holy Ghost because they got so much stuff in their mind that is involved bogging them down. So many the theologies and religions and denominational teachings when a little child come in and the preacher say, uh, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus. And the little baby say, repent and believe on the Lord Jesus. Wrong folks say, well, that's not how we do it at our church, and you don't need all of that, and don't take care that, you don't have to admit to the times, I don't care what they say in Acts 15, and I don't care what they say over there, and ah, and no, I went to theology school, you went to theology school, you got the so-and-so, you have no power. You can preach better than me, you can lock it up better than me, but if the devil comes in your service, you call it security. But I'm gonna say, in your name, Jesus Christ, come on, come come on! you can keep all your degrees and all your theology. But when the devil show up in your church, can you tell him to go? He said, the kingdom of God is coming with power. Paul said they come to you. With enticing words and with wisdom. But he came, he said, I came to you to demonstrate to you the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Y'all can't feel him in the air. He in the air because y'all heart's ready for him. Somebody say come on the spirit. We're waiting on you. Y'all better watch out now. Boy, this is my kind of church. Y'all like this. We have a church with heaven today. So Paul to write them, and he began to tell them you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. He said and tell them the, the redemption. For when Christ come back, he's gonna redeem the purchased possession which is you and everybody that have the Holy Ghost. He purchases you and seals you or redeems you. And that word redeem means something paid or something exchanged, something brought back. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you become the purchased possession, amen? All right. So here he is writing those Ephesians, amen, that were walking after Christ, that didn't have the Holy Ghost, they got the Holy Ghost, and he was going to tell them in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, be filled, be not drunk with wine where it is excess. To use that term excess because excess means more than enough. He said, don't drink more than enough wine. Is more than enough of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says He shares it forth abundantly in our heart. If you're struggling with anything in the earth you just don't have enough. Because the grace of God is sufficient. Or the Holy Ghost is more than enough to bring you through anything the earth realm can throw you away. Somebody say, You should not be struggling. Somebody say, if you're struggling with sin, maybe you need to refill. But the holy cow don't struggle with sin, the Bible says when the spirit comes, he becomes one with your spirit. So if there's no struggle in him, there should be no struggle in you. Whatsoever is born of God cannot commit sin. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. How can you say you're born of God and you can't overcome the weak and negative elements of the world? Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Period. Not even enough for discussion, not even negotiable. If he's living in you, he's greater than any element this world can throw at you. Period. We should not try to compromise the word of God, because we struggle with things in the earth. Paul didn't say, get in the word, and find a way to make it fit your life. He said, preach the word. Somebody say, preach the word. It is the Bible. And one psalmist said, thy word, O God, is pure. See, a pure word will deliver you from sin when it's pure. But when it comes from a tainted heart, a tainted heart that's struggling to overcome the things of this world, then they can take the word of God and build doctrines to justify their struggles. No, just preach the word. If the Bible says whatsoever is born of God cannot commit sin, don't try to dissect the word commit him. And well no. Just preach it out. He wrote it. He said, I'll write unto you, little children, that you sin not. Heart and mind and body that you sin not. Don't try to find a way to go on his purpose to justify him and his sin. His heart is that you sin not. He said, awake for righteousness and sin not. Somebody say, wake up and sin not. And it's okay to preach like this. Because God is looking for a peculiar, pure people. Amen. And I have no interest in growing in the word of God. Because I may struggle with something, which I'm not. I want to put that out there. At this point, God has strengthened me and God has watched me today. I'm not talking about tomorrow. I'm talking about today. I'm talking about how I've been living, how I've been walking. God has been keeping me. The Bible says you are kept by the power of God. The Bible says now nah, what the enemy was able to keep you from falling. How I many of you know you don't have to fall into sin? The Bible says the power of God is able to keep you from falling. Oh, my God, just preach it like it's written. Hallelujah. Oh, the word of God is beautiful. Hallelujah. So we're under the ministration of the Holy Ghost. Now, let's go to John 16, verse 5 to 7, not the letter of the gospel. The gospel of John 16, chapter verse 5 to 7. Hallelujah. Then I'm going to go to John 14 and then I'm going to come back to 16. Amen. John 16, 5 to 7 reads like this. He said, But now I go my way to him that sent me. And none of you ask me, Well, where goest thou? But because I've said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. But nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send them unto you. Let's go to John 14. John 14, 15, 16, 17, those chapters right there, he's going to put teaching on the Holy Ghost. So read that this week. Amen. Discipline yourself to dive into that. Amen. If you say, I don't know where to start read, start right there. <laughs> John 14, verse 15, and 8-8, And I will pray the Father, that he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And say, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, and neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and shall beware. Okay. Now, look what Jesus said. Amen. Who want to be Jesus today? I need a problem. Here. Come on. Who about? Come on, <laughs> Jesus talking to his disciples and say, I'm going to the fraud. Say, I'm going to the fraud. I won't leave you confident. I'm going to send you another confidence. And he's not going to be with you. He's going to be in you. And that's better for you. Now, everybody got saved. They all got saved. You can sit down. They got saved. And they were thinking in the flesh. And Jesus said, I'm getting ready to go to the Father. And the apostles, the disciples, they started crying and they start getting saved. And man, they were like, my friend is getting ready to die. My friend is getting ready to go. I'm, I mean, he's been right here with me. He's been comforting me. He's been teaching me. He's been talking to me. He's been, every time I got a question, I could just lean on him. I can talk. I, can, I mean, he counseled me. He was with us in the ship. I mean, he was, I mean, he's been right there with me. And then he turned around and said, it's better for you that I leave? In the church world haven't got the dynamic of the, how powerful the Holy Ghost being with them is. A lot of people would rejoice right now. Jesus walked through the door and came back to the flesh. And they would feel comfortable. They would, they would be at peace, And they would be at ease. And they would calm down. And they would say, oh, my God, Jesus is here. But Jesus said, it's better for me that I'm nowhere around, but I come through my spirit. He said, because I can be on side of you. But what I'm getting ready to send you is going to get over inside of you they say our interaction is limited because I'm a man and you're a man but I'm going to send something and it's going to become one with you it's going to connect with your mind it's going to connect with your heart it's going to give you power over your body your body is no longer going to be called the body of sin, it's going to be called the temple of God Why is it so much more glorious than administration of Moses? He said because when he comes, he's going to teach you all things. He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. now if he hasn't been leading you and he hasn't been guiding you, there's a term for that. Two come to mind. One, you don't have it. But two you have and your senses have become dull of you. See, you can have the Holy Ghost with your senses. But the Bible calls it, having your senses exercised to discern good and evil, or being able to discern when he's speaking to you. See, when your senses become dull, you can't even discern that he's even talking. See, you gotta be careful if you call yourself a Christian. And then another thing he said, he will reprove the world of sin. And I'm getting ready to show you if you know he's there. If you can just sin with no conviction, if you, if you can just violate the word of God and it don't bother you, but you say you have the Holy Ghost, here's the reality. No way. because he reproves. Oh, well you, listen, this is why it's so important to understand doctrine. Because a lot of people say they have the holy Ghost, but they walk in violation of the word. The Bible says the spirit and the word agree in one. So there's no way you can say you have the spirit and he's allowing you to walk outside of the word. No, what the spirit is going to do, 100% of the time, every time, without said no exception, if you do something that violates the Word, he's going to deal with you to bring you back into what the Word says. Even if it's something you never read, how you know that the Spirit of Truth knows the Word and is living on the inside of you. So you can't say, I didn't know. You may not even know all of the Bible, but if you do something that don't please God, you're going to fill up. It's a lie. Somebody say, it's alive. Paul said it like this. Grieve not that the Holy Spirit of God whereby you will see him. How I many of you know you he can come on the inside of you and get grieved for some of the places you're trying to take him? For some of the things you put before your eyes? Some of the things you listen to? It's the Holy Spirit. And it's going to always lead you to holy things. And that's what happens. If he's leading you into something holy and you frustrate him, guess what's eventually going to happen? The Bible says Samson shipped himself like that time before. And he didn't even know the Holy Ghost. See, if you don't feel him dealing with you, if he's not talking to you, if you're comfortable around things that's not pleasing to God, you probably don't. He might not be there. I didn't say he's here speaking in tongues. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Like I've seen times when we past and Devils out and he's probably speaking in tongues and I got his armor and I it's just I, I, say, I don't know that, amen. The fruit of God's spirit or the proof that is there, weakness, jibberish, love, temper, struggle. See, there's ways to know if he's really there. See, you can know if he's really there. They say, as you have received Christ, so walk in him. They say, as Christ walked, you ought to walk the same way. How do you walk as Christ walked? By the same Spirit that led him. Oh, my God. Man, I feel like preaching. Hallelujah. Jesus said, it's better for you. Can you imagine the magnitude and the profoundness of what he said? It's better for you that the spirit is in you versus me being with you. Hmm. While we struggle and we got something greater in us than when Christ literally walked the earth. It's because that's why Paul is going to write Ephesians. That he's going to say, "I pray that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened." We need to try to say that God has deposited something in you, and I pray that you get a revelation on understanding exactly how powerful this thing is that God has deposited in you. Because a lot of times Christian people, they struggle with the elements of this world, having God's spirit, and not even having the knowledge to understand that what's on the inside of them has already been tried, proven, tested. But the Bible says, by the spirit that's living on the inside of you, he raised Christ from the dead, and by that same spirit, he quickens your water body, meaning that the power of the Holy Ghost was strong enough to send a man to hell and bring him back out of the grave, and what God was doing with that, the Bible said he took him, set him at the right hand, and gave him to the church, meaning he overcame everything in the earth realm that could possibly block you from God, it's tried, it's proven, it's tested, there is no alternative. There is no other way. What you have to do is get your mind in sync with the Holy Ghost. Oh, my God. <laughs> he says, it's to for you, but I go away. He says, he reproves the world of sin. He teaches. He leads. He guides. He directs. See, this is the part that men don't like. He says, you need not that a man teach you. That's not saying there's no place for apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers, because he gave that to the church to perfect the church. The context is this. God has put something on the inside of you that can answer any question that you have. And if you take the time to be diligent and be prayerful and do your homework and stay before God, he said the spirit of truth can lead you and guide you into everything that's true. You can override it. Oh, my God. Somebody say prove. it. Prove it. Now I'm going to take a drink because this about to get a little hit. Young fella say prove it. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I see why Jesus loved little children. <laughs> the Bible says the little children can't tell many blessings. They just make your day. They just make things brighter. As the Bible says children of full quivers of a blessing from God. Hallelujah. They're just full of joy and the energy. They just want to enjoy this simple. Hallelujah. So Paul wrote to the Galatian church. Obviously, those people had the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost came and visited them. And there were some things that came up. Amen. And Paul said that the Spirit of God has showed them the truth. The Spirit of God had revealed something to them that was true. Well, here comes Peter. Peter stood up and he began to separate from the Gentiles. The truth was that Jews and Gentiles were supposed to fellowship. The truth was that there is no borders in the body of Christ. All of these church names and all of these people that's building their that kingdoms, wrong answer. In Galatians 3 and 28, it says that, it talks about there is no male, no female, there's no Jew, no Greek, there's no bond, no free. In Ephesians, it talks about the middle wall of tradition that's been broken down. All of these separations and all of these people that's claiming they're that in the body of Christ, and this one don't want to fellowship asleep with Dallas. And don't want to, I don't know what body of Christ you in. Because the Bible says that's one body. he says that's one spirit. when you can claim this side if you like me, my set and your set. If you some of these churches might as well get gang time. You might as well start throwing up gang time. we repping set. Because if you come on this side where you can't go home you might as well get your red shirt and your blue shirts and your white shirts and say, I go to this church and what oh, all you stumbled up on the wrong set. We don't do this up. The church is not in our not. We don't have no gang's in the kingdom of God. We don't have no sex in the kingdom of God. We don't represent sex in the body of Christ. That's not the hood. What the spirit is so we need to go to Sutra in the of the world any of time you want to. Human beings put borders in between God's people. But the only reason you get a touch land is so that you can share your funds and you can do business and keep yourself leave. But in the kingdom of God, there is no bell no sea there. No, not no, greed, no, oh, no, my church, no, church, no, not no, the gentile. In Christ, you don't see none of that. You don't see how much money you make. The church. Crips and bloods, we got gangs now. Y'all might as well get some gang signs and start writing graffiti on your church building. <laughs> throw up your sets on the side of your church building. <laughs> you might get more teenagers to come to your church. Spirit of God, never be a slave, not free. Male or female, I'm trying to bring into the ministration of the Spirit. There's no gender in the Spirit no the barriers in the spirit the barriers come from human intellect because they got an agenda and because of their agendas they put territories up. Well, they can stay that territory all they want but your left is on the earth not going up there what that look like I'm in church telling God and you we get to heaven in it okay God I want to go on that side you got to be king You know, God, you see how that street right there where I'm on my house on this side of the street? I'm glad he made it, just keep him over there. Man, it gonna be like that. If you can't love everybody in every church and everywhere in the world, you're not going to that heaven. You're not going to stop kidding yourself. I don't know what the Holy Ghost you got and say whatsoever is going on. God has love in his heart. How can you say you got the spirit of love and you hate somebody because you don't go to church together? to get all these humans out the way. And let the spirit flow. Let me show you how beautiful this ministration is. Y'all remember Apollos? Y'all better with me, because I feel a vernery on me today. I really do, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I feel the Holy Ghost just grabbing me. See, you gotta be humble to flow in the ministration of the spirit. How many of you remember Apollos? The Bible says Apollos was mighty in the scriptures. He was a man of God. Everything he knew, he could walk you through the word of God and just flow through it. But the Bible says Priscilla and Aquila listened to him, heard him preaching, pulled them on the side, and began to expound unto him the word of God more perfectly. Now let me give you some demographics here. Paul is going to write in Romans chapter 16, and he begins to say, he begins to commit Priscilla and Aquila, and he begins to talk about how Priscilla and Aquila, he said, greetings for Priscilla and Aquila. And their labor would be much in the Lord. He said, and greet the church that is in their house. Let me show you how powerful that word. But Paul that rose up. After that visit in the house church, see a lot of people don't need God can be in it. has got to be like you know that Josh and all and they sound good today. I ain't gonna lie. And they brought that glory and it was good. But I felt just as much glory Friday night in Franklin in the Bible study in that house church. The same energy I feel in the Holy Ghost in the atmosphere right now, I felt that Friday night when I was in the house church. A lot of people now yeah, look at a little in the house church. Oh, I'm not going in there. God sent Apollos through the whole church. on purpose, humble yourself. You mighty in this quickly. Priscilla and Aquila, they serving me. They contend, they full of wisdom, they full of power. Some people can't receive from another minister unless they got 10,000 members in their church. No, God said you mighty Apollos, I will send you through Priscilla and Aquila so you can be humble. And they're gave validation to that house church. See, men want to be, oh no, come to my church. You got to come to my church. Come to my church. Come to my church. Come to my church. What if they can't get to your church? I feel like I'm breaking up all kinds of stuff. What if if they can't make it? What, What if it's too far to get to you? The Bible said I had one church that was in a den in a cage. Uh, We ain't ready to change all of this. Well, they didn't come Sunday. Paul didn't say, he said, when you come to church every Sunday. He said, no, when you come together, let it be done decently and in order. You can have church in your house on a Tuesday. I know y'all probably like, what I'm talking about how the book of Acts was done. I'm not talking about how all these humans have risen and made themselves little kingdoms with the people of God. Paul said how they would come and make merchandise of you. Then, if, if you pay big ties, you can get a good appointment. If you pay little ties, they block your number. But that's earthly, that's as that's devilish. It's doubting that I respect the persons and serve people based on how much they contribute to the time bucket. And all kind of programs to cipher money out of the people of God. God is about to put discernment in the church people because people are going to start seeking God with all their hearts and they're going to start showing people, the wolves that they're under. God is going to start showing church members the heart of the leaders. Y'all be ready to see a revolution in the kingdom of God. I like this. I grew up playing sports, and when things get intense, that's what gets me gone. I (laughs) I like the intensity of it. See, the kingdom of God has a lot of intensity in there. It's going to be pushed back through people. And I'm going to take it another level through church people. <laughs> the devil is in churches. Y'all didn't know the first devil he asked? I was in a church. Y'all didn't know Paul he was the He said, and it's no marvel that Satan can transform himself into an angel of light and his ministers. But, but, Paul, I got something for you, to make ministers. You're about to give the body some design. And he's going to give up the boldness to challenge you. And if you're not walking right, the members gonna start checking you. If you're a member, don't prove all things. Don't you be sitting there and let somebody just pull a wool over you and you be sitting there like a duck. No, if you pray to God, and he gives you boldness, Tell you're Son, if you scared of me, you cannot be Christ's disciple if you're scared of anything but a human body. And Jesus said, "Fear them not They'll touch your body, because He said after they hurt your body, they have no more power." All they can do is sit you down, take your license, tell you be quiet, kill you, cut your head off. But then after that, nothing else they can do. But he said, fear the one. And if you don't go pray here, he can take your body and your soul and put it in there. He said, yeah, I say unto you, fear him. A witch just means when you use your influence to make somebody do something. They're not talking about the witches that ride the ball. He's, he's talking about people that use their position and their seat to force people to see or do something that's violating what their conscience is telling them to do. y'all I told y'all the kingdom of God is here. Of God don't fear humans. He sent a message to that church. He said, You got Jezebel in your church. I said, What you mean? She's been dead. No. A bullying spirit. Her body died a long time ago, but that spirit that she burned, it just when she died and started traveling. And Jesus said, I see that same spirit sitting in that church. You got her in there bullying people, and then you also letting her teach, and you think she's seducing my spirit to commit fornication. Me and she told the church people to do things against their own conscience and their own mind. They know better, but they still doing it. disconnecting everybody. What are you after? I you see a young private church and there's a position you're after oh, I mean what is it you know what what's going what's working in there and a lot of people they're ambitious when they see a somewhere that can give them an advantage the truth can come right before them they'll swallow it because they think they can get an advantage. Somebody say amen. amen. Y'all getting all quiet on the truck. John preached in the wilderness. Y'all already know when the Holy Ghost hits you, don't matter. I mean, I'd like y'all to amen, but if you don't, it's already in my bones. I was born to do this. Like, it's all down in there. It's going to happen anyway. But the Bible say the Holy Ghost showed that Galatians church something wasn't true. And Peter, the truth was that Jews and Gentiles were supposed to fellowship. The middle wall is gone. Peter came up there and he got around them Jews, he said, the Gentiles, okay, I fellowship with y'all. But when so-and-so came, he said, I wasn't over here. Bob stood up and he said, you a what? You an apostle? I got something for you, Apostle. <laughs> you to blame. He said, you're the reason why these people don't want a fellowship. You to blame. He stood up in his face and the Bible said because he was to blame. That this is how powerful that was. us was an apostle. And when he left Antioch on his assignment, he left with Paul. That's how tight that was so powerful, he called the Bible said, the dissimilation was so great the scripture said, even Barnabas, meaning he wanted you to get the backdrop of the relationship of Paul and Barnabas and when Paul saw Barnabas, talk, Peter was literally getting ready to take the whole army church off course he was getting ready to build a boy. but Paul had the revelation that there is no borders but there's one Christ, one spirit one body and he wasn't going to let Peter take the church in the building borders. Trying to give you some church history. you see things materialized? But that which is done is already been done. It's all happened before. But the death when Peter Paul grabbed Peter, and he really saved Peter. Because Peter was going to write like this, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. As in due time, he had exalted. He wrote from experience. He had to humble himself to Paul. You don't see nowhere when he came back and he said, well, Paul, I'm an apostle just like you. How you going to tell me what to do? Nowhere. <laughs> nowhere. You don't see it written. You can to see Peter right like this. Be clothed in humility. That was coming out of his heart. But Paul had to give him a line. He had already cast me the devil's eye. He had already had his shadow pass over and heal people. He still had to humble himself. I'm trying to help you ministers as you grow in the Lord. You're going to do great things in this last time move. But you've got to stay humble. You've got to be able to allow somebody to speak in your life. When you're getting off course, don't look at your resume and your accolade and let that cause you to go to hell. Don't, don't say, because I cast this devil out, I'm so great. Don't ever be like that. Be humble. If God comes to correct you, take your correction and stay alive. Man, I'm trying to help you. Either. And then after that he began to write to them Galatians and he began to say the spirit of the truth showed you. He said I'm afraid of you. He said because the Holy Ghost dealt with you and showed you the truth. He said it was everything that said before, before you meaning you couldn't deny that the Holy Ghost told you the truth. He said who has bewitched you? church. As we grow, as we meet people, we're going to meet people. You're going to meet some witches in the pulpit. You're going to meet some, you're going, you're going to meet all, we've already been meeting people. We're going to meet more. Amen. But you have an obligation to say God, if that's a witch show me. The perpetrator and the victim guilty. Just because you got to be wisdom and you get away with the sin you commit. Oh, my God. I I'm by myself. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> Okay, I'm just ready now. Bless you. I'm sorry to up. Quick! <laughs> Amen. That just kind of took me off. me. hallelujah. Somebody say, Holy Ghost. I'm going to be like, where I was going? <laughs> wow. Let me finish this message up. Hallelujah. But somebody say, we pulling barriers down. Somebody say, you my brother. You my brother. If you got the Holy Ghost. And you live in China. You my brother. If you live in Johannesburg, you my brother. If you live in South America, you my brother. If you white, you my brother. If you black, you my brother. Somebody say there's one body, there's one spirit. and you're a call, in one hope of your calling, say, I will not let a wish. Keep me from fellowship with you. Somebody say period. I feel like we just pulled something down. Ain't y'all feeling them? It's like the axis, it's an imaginary. Can we just, hey? We're over there right now working in front of St. Mary Parish. We have mustard seeds, the shot of bricks over there. We're gonna plow until we see what God's gonna do. We don't know how it's gonna end up. We're just plowing. Pulling all these walls down. Imaginary lives. Faith or real. Upheld by fear. And fear. Is cast out by perfect love. But you're going to need some Holy Ghost power to walk in this realm. <laughs> you do going to need God to equip you to walk and, and withstand the witches. You can't withstand witches in your own might. You need power to do that. Brother said, let's go. <laughs> Brother said, I ain't scared. I'm like, I already know how you feel. For those that are, that's what the Holy Ghost is for. He needs some power. See, this is not like being in the street where you've got a must-up courage to go through stuff. This is real power from the Holy Ghost. For so this next passage I'm going to just quote it to <laughs> The Bible said in the last days, the kingdom of God are the place where the Holy Ghost lives. He said there are going to be 10 virgins. A virgins means people that have come to Christ. He said five is going to be wise, five are going to be foolish. He said the ones that were wise kept the all changed, kept the all clean, kept the all pure, kept the all fresh. They kept all in their lamp. Somebody say, you the lamp. The Holy Ghost is the all. Somebody say, do you have all in your lamp? you the lamb. And the Bible said the five wives, they made sure they had oil at all times. But that just means you have a life that's devoted to God, that's consecrated to God. You stand before God all of the time. But then they say five were foolish. I mean, they still considered themselves virgins, but they had no Holy Ghost in them. He says, and at midnight or unexpectedly, a cry was made or the bridegroom comes just represents when a situation comes in your life that you're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost to stand up and you don't have nothing to stand up. There's going to come moments like that. Now, if those moments come before the actual bridegroom come, bless God, you can get it right. But in that day, if a garage will come and there's no oil in there, then the Bible says the door is going to be shut. Now, the beautiful thing to use oil, because I'm in the car business, I mean, I understand we got places, that, they trade in a vehicle, and when you get a brand new car, the oil is fresh. You get the Holy Ghost it's fresh. When you start using that oil, that engine starts humming, it gets hot, and it starts breaking that oil down. The additives start... Breaking down the viscosity changes the viscosity just means when it when the oil is in there in the pistols and in there it's just to flow and flow and flow but when it gets hard like sludge you can burn your motor because it's not the thing's not able to, to move and then the color of the oil changes it coming up clear light brown tan then when it needs to get changed it gets dark and it's, it's black you Nothing but the black oil just coming in the pan, dirty, 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 dirty. Now, how is it that human beings can come to the wisdom to change the oil in a vehicle, but church people never stop to think about changing the oil that's on the inside of it? We give more maintenance to our cars than our Holy Ghost. Our cars get to go to the car wash, they get to go to classic auto spa, they get to go get first tires. <laughs> And some people love their car so much, which this is a good thing, they put synthetic oil. They want all of the best all in their car. They want to make sure it lasts long, they want to make sure it runs good, but they get, and when I, they see some smoke coming out of there, you know, that they all get bad, it can cause your car to start smoking, it can cause it to start running bad, and then you'll say, man, I need to get my car to the mechanic. So how is it that at one point in your life you had no problem with attitude, you had no problem with love, you had no problem with keeping your cameras in the right place, you had no problem keeping your body in subjection, and all of a sudden you can't keep your attitude in line, you can't stop fornicating, you can't stop having. A bad attitude, and you never cross your mind. Maybe I need to change my all. <laughs> when your all was clean, you had no issue with those things. <laughs> when all was fresh, you just flowed and you just walked in victory. But now you're struggling again with the things that God delivered you from, and you don't cross your mind. Maybe I need to get myself refreshed. <laughs> Because what can happen is you can start struggling and say, I still have it, but you're struggling, then you move from a saint to a hypocrite. You don't have to do that. If you feel like you're not hearing God, your senses are behind God, you can't keep your attitude under control, you're struggling with sin, don't say, man, I'm still no. Say, you know what? I need to get I need to get baptized again. How many of you know you can't get baptized in the Holy Ghost over and 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 over of over and 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 over 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 he said, "I'm putting a well in your belly, meaning you can tap into the Holy Ghost anytime you need him. That's why I called them a confeder. That word confeder means one that can be summoned. Meaning anytime you need the Holy Ghost, you can summon them and call them to help you." Oh, church, did So let me finish in Acts chapter four. Y'all stand up with me. I'm gonna read this. Amen. I'll use it all. Amen. Amen. So, y'all know what's getting ready to happen, huh? That's why I wanted y'all to stand up because I need y'all to loosen up a little bit. How I many of you can use some fresh oil? Ooh. <laughs> Look, I got to alert one of you say, change your oil every so many miles. <laughs> Bless me, Sister Trinity for what she's saying is don't wait till it get bad. Change it, just keep it fresh. I mean, if you know, you don't have to let it get slow, Jimmy. Somebody say, keep it fresh. Hallelujah. Don't be embarrassed, now, if you got some bad heart. That's where the word of the Lord comes from today. Hallelujah. I'm going to just read through this, amen, and y'all follow me through this. Acts chapter 4, we're going to start at verse 5, and I'm going to just read it as we get ready for prayer. Let's start at verse 16, Acts 4 and 16. That whole chapter, so. Hallelujah. I'm going to just read it. Try to. Man, I sure feel like he has filled me up. Can we just say but who wants to sing something? Y'all come on, we got some singers in here. Fill me up, Lord. We're crazy. Everybody, praise you. do you know that? Help me help him sing something. Hey, well, Evan I want my refill first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm really in the house, and she on both of the y'all. She, she jumped up at a big y'all footway, and, and she, was, she wasn't even supposed to sing it. She's got her sophomore album coming out. Y'all keep in prayer, her live recording. Coming up May the 31st. Amen, God's gonna put a lot of heart on that thing. Amen. Why don't they keep that? She still here? Come on, they Come on. Didn't she do good today to give her a hand clap? Brother Kel, give her a hand clap. He's up here. Sister Shannon. Y'all give Sister Shannon a hand clap. That's my beautiful wife. Amen. She just, I got to slow her down. I say, we need this happening. She's, I'm going to say, hold no, on, no, no, hold You got to be a team, son. you can't wear yourself. out. <laughs> but y'all looking at somebody that'll do anything nobody needs. Amen. Sister Sean jumped up there and joined the praise team. Hallelujah. Thank God for them, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, the musicians, amen. Brother Josh, give them a hand. Brother Trey, brother Peter. Amen, they work so heavily, with sound sounding, keeping everything right. Hallelujah. Let me read this passage. He said, saying, what shall we do? These men. For that indeed a notable miracle has been done by them is manifest, but to all of them that dwell in Jerusalem, that we cannot deny. Somebody say, we can't deny. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Hallelujah. There you go. Oh, I love you. <laughs> but that spread no further. How many of you know the devil don't want this to spread no further? Well, hallelujah. But let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in the name. In this name. And they followed them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, For it did be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God You judged? For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. So when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people for all men glorified God for that which was done for the man was above 40 years old of whom this miracle of healing would show <laughs> and being let go they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders said unto them and when they heard that they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said lord Thou God, which has made heaven and the earth and the sea, and all that knew is. For by the mouth of my servant David I said, Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The devil got some people raging at this. Hallelujah, but that's okay. They said the things of the earth stood up and the rulers will battle together against the Lord and against his Christ. Hallelujah, it's not against us, it's against Christ. For the of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, will gathered together. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determine before it to be done. And now, Lord, somebody say, now, Lord, behold their friends. And grant to thy servants boldness Now, with all boldness they may speak thy word. Somebody say, Lord, to give your church all over the world boldness to speak your word. Say, God, the people in China, All uh-huh. right. and call you the Lord, Jesus, in great grace, and the brother of, all, of all, I invite you to the